everybody. I'm here to give you the my little review of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm going to say this. I guess we're just going to constantly get this tea on Mr. Tom uh, Giraldi from Erica every episode. We have never heard so much about their marriage until now. And yes, they're getting a divorce, but okay. She's really going in on Tom or exposing Tom, if you will. So we're seeing the story about Tom is just not a good person. Do I believe that Tom is this cold-hearted individual? Yes. Yes. And I don't think that Erica, I know a lot of people think that, oh, Erica's just lying on Tom. I don't think Erica's lying on Tom. I think Erica's finally putting his business out there in the street about how he is. Or, you know, I believe that. You know, when Erica's first talking to Lisa Renna about, you know, Tom's coldness and the way that Tom is just, you know, um, when she mentioned uh, talking about going to therapy and, 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 and needing help and things that they need to work on, you know, and Tom's like, okay, whatever. You know, I believe he was very dismissive. I believe that he felt like he paid for her to be um, arm candy. And therefore, that's all, that's all that's important. He's funding her career. He's paying for her to be arm candy. He's not paying for her to think or to even have insight or input in whatever goes on in his life. That's just what it was for the last 20 years. And she's lived a lavish life. Now we're getting the story about, well, just because I had maids and I had all this kind of stuff going on in this big house doesn't mean that I was completely happy. Well, you know, you traded in your poorness for this lavish lifestyle, which came as a which came with a price tag. So I believe it. I, I really do. I believe her and, and some of the things that, she, well, many of the things that she's saying about Tom, it's just that now we're finally getting it. Now we're getting some story about Tom because Tom is not this great person. Okay. Um, we are also getting a chance to see how she's adjusting into her, you know, her new house and everything because, you know, she has, who came over there? Lisa Renner was there. Um, I want to know who else came to the house besides Lisa Renner. I think it was Lisa Renner that came over to um, her house. And I want to say, did Kyle come over? I think Kyle went over there as well. I mean, you know, she's living her life in a much more compact manner. You know, she doesn't have the space, but she does have a nice home. Now, the rumor mill is saying that she already had this house. Like, this is the place that she would take her lovers. This is what I read. I don't know. It's allegedly, this is rumor mill, but, uh, and she's renting it for like 9,000 something a month. She's talking about how um, this house is, uh, uh, you know, even though it's damn near 20, not 20, uh, $10,000 a month. And she's saying how she can afford it on her own because in her confessionals, because, you know, she worked on Broadway she had some sponsorship deals like Shoe Dazzle and other things going on. So therefore, she has her own income. And notice she is emphasizing, I've got my own income. I'm doing okay on my own. So she is purposely separating herself from anything or any income from Tom. She's purposely putting that out there. I said, okay, that's pretty clever. That's really, really, I mean, she's, is it, is it false information? No, she did have these deals. We did see this happen on the show, but she's emphasizing this just to make it clear. 
This is my own earned money, has nothing to do with income from my estranged husband. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, say what you want to say uh, about Erica. She ain't stupid. Okay. Say what you want to say about Erica. She's not stupid. Not by a long shot. We're still dealing with uh, the issue of with um, that keeps coming up this episode uh, when they have dinner over at Lisa Renner's house. Lisa Renner's hosting dinner this time around. They have their own garden and uh, Lisa and Harry Hamlin. She loves to say Harry Hamlin. They have their own garden. Harry just seems to lack like personality. I just, I guess I never noticed Harry Hamlin this light before. He seems very monotone. He doesn't seem like a person that compromises very well. Um, definitely the opposite of Lisa Retta. You know, he, they, they showed them going to this grocery store and he's going to make Balinese uh, tonight. He's been well known for his cooking. He's lived in Italy for three years. And, uh, so he got his own garden. He's making his own pasta sauce and all of that tomato sauce. And, you know, he's shopping. He knows exactly what's he, what he wants. He knows the exact ingredients. Lisa Renner is clueless. And uh, when it comes time to paying for all the groceries, it came to like 2000 and something dollars. Not 2000 I'm sorry, 200 And he's looking around his four bags and he's like, well, I do have an extra set of arms here, but I don't know where my wife is. And she's, Lisa is running around in the back and ready to order a hamburger. And then she's looking at the bakery item. She ain't paying attention to what's going on with Harry. It is, it was kind of funny. It was comic relief to see them together. And it was, we already know Lisa Renner does not cook. And she admitted, she was like, I'm not the cook in the relationship. That's his job. And I can imagine when she did the taste testing, well, he had her to taste test the tomato sauces and the store-bought versus the homemade, which one does she like best? And of course the homemade, you know, from his garden is going to taste better. You know, um, you know, I, I can imagine the fresh garden food is always going to taste better than anything that's been processed in a factory. So let's just be real about it. Um, so that's, that's that for right now. We'll get back to Lisa Renner's dinner. Let's go over to um, Kyle's house for a minute. You know, they, this is apparently getting close to Christmas time. Kyle has on, you know, the whole family is doing, Chris, uh, doing a Christmas card photo shoot. So they all have on red pajamas. It's cute. You know, it's real cute. And uh, Kathy Hilton comes over. All right. Kathy Hilton comes by and, you know, she's talking, you know, you know, talking with Kyle. And, and Kyle's like, you know, I haven't heard from Kim and everything. I've been trying to contact her. I've texted her and she hasn't texted me back. And Kathy was like, well, cause you don't have her number. That's the wrong number. She changed her number. You know, Kat, I mean, Kim and Kyle have fallen out. Uh, we remember a time they also talked about when Kyle and Kathy, when, when Kathy, when, I'm sorry, when Kyle came on the show, her and Kathy were not in a good place. So they talked about that. I don't know what's going on with Kim. I, I, you know, I, I missed whatever happened. I, I guess, I don't know if they mentioned it last season. I don't know, but they're not in a good place. They're not speaking. You know, I don't know what to say. It seems like Kathy was, is trying to get them all in one accord, 
but Kim right now is not budging. I don't know what's going on between the two of them, but they're not in a good place. And that was the main conversation that Kathy had in regards to Kim, that she's trying to rebuild her life, that she's doing this and she's doing that. Kim, I mean, Kyle has reached out, but she said, I've been reaching out to her. I've been inviting her to everything. And she's, well, obviously if you don't have her phone number, then she's not getting the messages, Kyle. So you reaching out and inviting her to events, uh, she's not getting those messages. So I don't, child, usually when you reach out to someone and they've, changed or they or their text messaging uh, or their phone has changed you would get some kind of error message or something i don't know what has happened i don't get it but yeah so kyle now that you know that you don't have your sister's phone number leave it alone if she wants to come around she'll come around speaking of kathy hilton um we see erica jane and crystal they go over to kathy's um tennis court. You know, they go to her house and she has a tennis court. Kathy wasn't even there at first. And Crystal lives in the same neighborhood as Kathy Hilton. So she comes over, they're going to play tennis. And we find out that Crystal looks very competitive and um, she has a strong competitive streak. And, you know, Erica Jane's like, okay, whatever. I thought that Erica Jane could play tennis. Honestly, I really did. But when we saw her out there playing, it, it wasn't a good look. It was pretty bad. Um, Crystal was the one doing all the work and was the one that was most successful out there on the tennis court. Then they um, they sit down and they talk a little bit. And, you know, um, Erica is discussing her situation, what she's in, you know, as far as living, you know, where she lives, readjusting to a new life, going through a divorce and all of that. Um so that's all really well and good. That's all cool and all of that. So um, good relationship that they seem to have. Crystal and Erica really seem to be getting close. And that's that's a cool thing. I like seeing the fact that they are forging a really cool relationship. And I think because they don't take each other. Well, I will say that Crystal doesn't take herself very seriously. But I will say that she has a good sense of humor, so it seems. We see Garcelle and her two boys. And I was a little irritated with this scene because okay, they're on lockdown or semi-lockdown. One of the boys, you know, she has said the twin boys are 13 years old. One of them is taking a Japanese course. He has his laptop in the kitchen. She's down there getting ready to cook uh, chicken Parmesan. And he's like, well, you have to be really quiet. You should be in a different room. You shouldn't be in the kitchen where people washing dishes and cooking and carrying on. You don't need to even be there. That's what I was thinking. He was getting annoyed by his mom, you know, trying to get things together for dinner. You don't need to be in that kitchen. I was annoyed with that. Then I was annoyed with the other twin when he came downstairs because Garcelle called him to come down and empty the washing machine. And he was like, well, I did that yesterday. Okay, today's a new day. Let's get down here and get, you know, she admitted, Garcelle admitted that she's not as strict as her mom was with her. But I think she needs to reel them in. That I did not like that. Then when he gets down there, he got an attitude. Then he wants to sit there and pout. <coughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. I didn't like the attitude. I know they do get, you know, we've all been teens before. I know they get hormonal and I know they have their moments, but he down there with his attitude. He got over his attitude really fast. She was like, oh, you know, yesterday he was so happy and didn't want me to get married. Today he don't even want to be bothered with me. It does happen. I remember 
being a teenager and doing that to my mom, like some days I just didn't want to be bothered with her. I just didn't. So I do get it, but he needs to get told about himself. He, I really didn't like all that interactivity. That was not cool. That truly was not cool. So let's get to this dinner. Okay, so Lisa Ren is hosting a dinner slash they're going to do a little surprise uh, happy birthday to Garcelka. This is around the time of her birthday. So they get over there to the house and everything is, you know, all nicely set up. And um, here Hamlin's like, well, you know, everything has to be served hot. You know, it's only, you know, this is only good if it's served hot and all that. All the ladies are there. I think Garcelka is probably the last one to show up. And they're having a good time. They're having a pleasant dinner. Somebody, I don't know, was it Kathy Hilton saying, oh, there's Peeping Thomasine. I think that joke came up again. And, you know, it was kind of, I don't know. I think it, it was definitely off-putting, especially because the conversation wasn't really a pleasant one regarding that situation that they should be putting to bed in the first place. So it did put... Sutton in a in a in a little rotten mood, so to speak. You know, it kind of had her. You know, bringing that up again wasn't funny to Sutton. And, and and I don't know if Kathy Hilton is emotionally insensitive, but I don't know if she noticed that Sutton was not pleased with that comment. So everybody's talking about. Uh, we had mentioned Lisa Renner's daughter, who's dating Scott Disick, and she's nineteen, and you know. Um, um, Kyle's joking with Harry saying, oh, well, you know, I had my first child at 19 years old. So, you know, I might be getting invited here to a baby shower soon. And Harry was not impressed with that joke. He didn't like it. Um, then we get to talking about age differences in dating. And Harry goes on to say, well, you know, I was 26 years old when I was dating someone else who was in their 40s and they had, you know, our first son. So he has a son by a, another, another relationship. And, you know, I get it. You know, sometimes, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And, you know, there are other women at that table that are in relationships where the person is considerably older. Come on. Erica Jane was like, well, obviously I was 27. He was 20 years older than me or whatever. So I get it. It didn't work out. But for 20 years, you know, hey, it was cool. Then you got Crystal sitting there. And I think the guy is almost 20 years old. Her husband is almost 20 years older, but they seem to be in a good place. So age difference and dating, I always say this. It makes a difference when you are in two different I think it makes a difference when you are in two different generations, like very like to be 25 years old and you're dating a 50 year old. It, it to me is a mismatch. And I think there are life experiences that that 25 year old does not have that that 50 year old definitely has. A 50 year old today has been around, obviously, through the all the 80s and through the you know, the beginning of the internet and all, they just have all these experiences where a 25 year old doesn't know life before the internet. They don't know life without a cell phone. They don't know, you know, all these electronic things and technological advances. They don't know life without that. Whereas that 50 year old does know life without that. You know, they, you know, the things that they've done, uh, I just think that it does make a difference. People say age does not make a difference. I think that it does make a big difference when you are speaking about experiences and 
just and needing to have experiences, you know, I think that makes a difference. So that was a discussion that was pretty cool at the table. And then Harry was like, you know what, I'm a because he didn't want to be around with the ladies too long. He had already told Lisa Renner that he wasn't interested in, you know, sitting too long with the ladies because he, he knows the drama is going to happen and he doesn't want to be a part of it. That's Harry is not one of the husbands on these housewife franchises that is interested in the drama. He is not. He makes himself scarce real quick if he's in a scene. So, um, so we get the the um, what do we get this? Oh, so Harry goes in the kitchen, and again, it's a surprise. They 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 get the cake. Lisa's trying to make amends, obviously repair the relationship between her and Garcelle. You know, they had a conversation about how Garcelle was like, yes, I remember the last time I was at when she. Garcelle first arrived, she was like, you know, the last time I was here was for Rena's 50th birthday, was back, which was back in 2013. So she was like, you know, it was a really good time. I don't have to remember how I got home. We danced for most of the night. It was a good time. So, you know, but that things that the way it happened last year broke down their situation, their relationship, and they're trying to rebuild it. So this is Rena's way of trying to get back on the good side with Miss Garcelle. So they bring out the birthday cake. They sing in happy birthday. Everybody seems to be pretty cool. And then we see the gifts are coming out and, you know, she gets a ring and she's got a sweater and all this good stuff. I don't know if she got a purse or not, because I know Dorit was there with her little Hermes, her miniature Hermes bag, which was like about $4,000 or $3,000, something like that, something, some crazy price for this little bitty Hermes bag. And anyway, so while they're gift given to Garcelle, I see that. Sutton is on the outside looking in, right? I don't know if Sutton got the memo to bring a gift for Garcelle. I, I get the impression she didn't get that memo. And I think Sutton was feeling a little left out and a little embarrassed about that. And meanwhile, Crystal is sitting there laughing and just enjoying the evening. You know, she's enjoying her evening. And Garcelle, I'm not Garcelle. So it's obvious that Sutton is pretty put off. Kyle goes and sits by Sutton to find out what's going on. Sutton is like, oh, nothing. It's clear that something's wrong. Oh, nothing. So they said, well, let's, let's go over here on the side and let's talk. They get up, they go over there by the little miniature bar to try to figure out what's going on. And Sutton is like, you know, I can't be fake. You know, she's sitting across from, from me, acting like everything's okay, laughing and giggling. And I just can't be fake. I can't deal with that. You know, that word, that word, it just bothers me. And it just, I just can't believe that. It's, a, it's an attack on my character. And she's just going in and in and she's crying. And then she's trying to make her a margarita, which is, I guess if she was making her a margarita, I don't know what she was making. She poured a whole, a, a whole lot of vodka uh, Tito's into this glass. So I, I don't know what she was calling herself making, but she is like in her feelings. So eventually the other ladies come over, they try to figure out what's going on. And Garcelle was like asking, cause she, you know, they figured out it was, it was about Crystal and Crystal was like, well, what, what's going on? You know, what, what happened? And, 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 and Sutton said, well, it's not that something that you did tonight. It's the whole violation word. I just, I can't get past that. You know, Crystal's like, I thought we weren't talking about that anymore. I thought we moved past that. I'm not, you know, we're not bringing, she said, well, I'm, I'm not past it. You know, I'm, I'm upset. You know, you, you said I violated you. And I think that's just a gross, you know, misinterpretation and, you know, and, and it's attacking my character and who I am and all this. And she's crying. So I think it was Garcella. So I think that Sutton would like to have an apology from you. And Crystal was like, well, 
I apologize that you're feeling bad. And Sutton was like, that's not a real apology. She said, well, I'm not taking it back that I used the word violated because I used it correctly. Go Google it. Go look at a dictionary. I used the word correctly. Sutton has been trying her best to get Crystal to apologize. I have been telling y'all this. She wants Crystal to apologize and Crystal is refusing to do so. And I don't blame Crystal because you can't dismiss Crystal's feelings. The word violated, I understand. Typically when it's used, it's in a very extreme sense. Um, but for Crystal, that I guess it was extreme for her. So Crystal's like, hey, you know, that's on you. That's your situation. That's not mine. And Sutton is frustrated. She's trying to storm on out. Sutton, forget it. You, you two are just not going to get along. And you're not getting an apology. Move on. That's all I can say. So that's really the entire episode. Cool episode. I'll see y'all next week.